What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Clutch Crew Sports. This is Connor, the co-host with The Most, hosting another episode this week. And today is going to be the Thanksgiving episode of Clutch Crew Sports. We're all excited for uh, Thanksgiving this upcoming week, you know, get some good food. And um, basically what we're going to be doing is we're going to be talking about those good Thanksgiving foods, some bad, um, and one that you may have never heard of um, that apparently is a Thanksgiving food. But we're going to be talking about that, and we're going to be comparing it to NFL teams, seeing, you know, which NFL teams compare to which food. So obviously, you know, that should tell you there's going to be some good ones and some bad ones. Um, and then we are going to go over the lock board. A little bit of a worse week this week than last week, but, um, you know, I can't complain. At least I got something right. And uh, then we're going to close with around the NCAA talking about where the college football playoff is at the moment, our top four teams as a podcast, and which teams still have a chance to get in if some things go their way. So it should be pretty fun. Now let me introduce you to the rest of the crew. What's up, everyone? It's Zach here. Uh, my Jaguars did so bad this weekend that this is the first time all year I actually shut them off my TV before the game finished. I'm usually not that type of person, but when they decided to punt on fourth down instead of going for it, I said, they're giving up on this game, so I'm giving up on them right now. So I turned it off. No shame. Eric was there. He knows. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, other other than that, I'm excited for this episode. It's going to be unique. It's going to be fun. And what's up, guys? Eric, the ranting co-host here. I'm not going to rant about the Jags, even though I really want to. I just, Zach, like, kind of asked me earlier if I was going to. I'm like, man, I've already done it so many times on this podcast. I don't think <laughs> it'll do any more good. So, not but they lost again. My Thunder on a bit of a losing streak, which isn't too surprising, but still sucks. Uh, my fantasy teams are losing, so... Bad week with all that stuff, but I did have a good lock board at least, so I have that to be thankful for, but that's pretty much it in the sports world at the moment. But I am excited to compare these foods to teams, and you know, I'll be excited to see if y'all agree or disagree, so I'm definitely ready to get into it. Yeah, so, you know, thankfully, uh, hopefully, you know, Steelers are playing right now, so hopefully I don't end up uh, joining you in the losers column, but it's not looking good 14-3 <laughs> to 3 right now, so... Um... Yeah, but so as we forecasted, we're going to go around the field and talk about everyone's favorite thing at this time around Thanksgiving, the food. And so we are going to be looking at different Thanksgiving foods and comparing them to teams. So it's going to be a little unique, but, you know, hopefully you guys can follow along with it well. And we're going to start right off the bat with obviously the turkey. So, Zach, take it away, man. Yeah, so. For the turkey, we had to pick the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, both are staple traditions. I mean, not so much that the the Buccaneers are a staple like NFL franchise, but um, Tom Brady definitely is. So the fact that him, Tom Brady, Tom the turkey, there's just so (laughs) many similarities. (laughs) So many similarities between the Buccaneers and the meal of turkey. Um, and also too, I feel like with Turkey, it's the picture of Thanksgiving. People draw turkeys, um, in art class, kids draw turkeys. Like you see turkeys all over the side, you know, this uh, pictures of turkeys everywhere, the turkeys, the turkeys everywhere. And that's kind of how the Buccaneers are. I mean, they're the spotlight team. They're the Tom Brady defending Super Bowl champion team. Uh, they're obviously quality. 
some might say uh maybe i'm not as big maybe there's other thanksgiving foods that are doing that are a little bit better than turkey but like we all agree that turkey's you know a classic very good thanksgiving food so um nobody's complaining with turkey i think and nobody's complaining with the way the buccaneers are doing this season bit of a losing patch right now but i think we all expect the buccaneers to you know win the division get in the playoffs and then that's you know when tampa does its best usually but um so yeah tom brady tom the turkey that's my uh that's my uh that'll that'll be the way we start things off and i will let uh eric take away the next food yeah so second thanksgiving food we're going to talk about is the cranberry sauce and the team we chose for cranberry sauce is the carolina panthers uh the reason why so we Jackson, listen up. Yeah, Jackson, Aaron Swarm, Allen, all yeah, all the Panthers fans <laughs> on our podcast. Entire uh, state of North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyways, so the reason why we picked this is because we wanted to go with a team that was overall universally you know, generally liked and not a hated team. Because most people, for the most part, like cranberry sauce. I mean, obviously there's some people that don't. But most people do. But at the same time, it doesn't get as much attention as a lot of the other foods uh, on this list. So we went with Carolina because you know most people don't hate Carolina. Most people are pretty cool with them. and But they're also not a team that gets a lot of nationally televised games or, you know, they're not a big market team. So that overall was our reasoning for choosing Carolina for the cranberry sauce. So Connor, I'll let you take yours away here. Yes. And keep in mind when we're talking about cranberry sauce, we're talking about real cranberry sauce, not the canned cranberry sauce. Um, You know, I know some people like that, but um, there's another team that we would be comparing to canned cranberry sauce. if we had that on this list. So Zach, do you just want to go ahead and say who that is? Uh, the, the the city name and the team name both start with letter J. <laughs> that's that's all, that's all we're gonna release to you. But um, yeah. So <laughs> the next food we're gonna go with is stuffing, another Thanksgiving staple. And for this, we went with the Pittsburgh Steelers for the stuffing because stuffing generally is a bit of a controversial sort of Thanksgiving food. There's it's kind of one of those things that you either love it or you hate it. Um, I know a lot of people in my family, they say the stuffing is like their favorite dish, and I'm not sure why they think that. Um, like, I think it's okay, but a lot of people in my family love it, but I know people who don't. And the Pittsburgh Steelers are kind of like that. You know, they're one of those teams that, you know, generally, if you're not a fan of the Steelers, you generally don't like them. Um, you know, and the other thing about their performance on the field really kind of, especially this season, goes with the stuffing. Generally, in the past, we probably would have put the Steelers with like the turkey or you know, something like mashed potatoes because they're, they've always been good. But recently they've kind of been a really up and down team. You know, you kind of don't know which way they're going to go, whether they're going to perform well or not perform well. And I feel like that's the way stuffing is. Sometimes it's really good. Sometimes it's not that good. So it's why it kind of falls in the middle. So um, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are definitely a good fit for stuffing, although I wish they were the turkey, but you know, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the last time that happened was like, like 15 years ago. So I 
I can wait a little bit longer. So well, I was going to say, at least your team isn't the canned cranberry sauce. <laughs> that is very true. They haven't fallen into that. Some, that some of this stuff coming out here, you know. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I'll let Zach take away with the next food. Yeah. So we've already, you know, mentioned it a couple times. Mashed potatoes are the next food, and obviously, it's a Thanksgiving classic. You know, their mashed potatoes are good. It's good to make a whole bunch of them like this picture here just a massive bowl of them because good for leftovers as well but universally loved universally appreciated and we have to go with the arizona cardinals for this one i believe they've got the best record in the nfl or if not they're like tied for it they're at the top yeah there's um, they're, they're, but, i think they're the only one loss team left still yeah. so unless you're well, in they, nfc they have, they have, yeah they have two losses but still like they're they yeah yeah they're still they're still at the top though yeah yeah um but yeah they, they're still at the top they're they're doing well without kyler murray even and deandre hopkins which is surprising which it's like you know you can have the you can you can just you know not put the pepper on top and if you bring the pepper back that's like putting on the kyler murray deandre hopkins you know um <laughs> but very very good and, and also too nobody hates the cardinal like unless you're an nfc west team it's hard to hate on the cardinals it's hard to hate on mashed potatoes, like you know, just just a great filling food, side food for this. So, um, Cardinals mashed potatoes. Eric, we got a, a sweet coming up. Talk about this one. Yeah, so I had the cranberry sauce earlier, which is which is a pretty sweet food. But this one is going to be pumpkin pie, and Susan will like me for this one. She's a pumpkin pie fan, and we're going with the Dallas Cowboys. So the reason why we chose the Dallas Cowboys for this is because for the most, but there's a lot of people that love pumpkin pie, but there's a lot of people that hate pumpkin pie. You know, a lot of people would say it's like the, the, the biggest staple dessert, but then there's other people that, you know, they wouldn't touch it. So we chose the, like I said, we chose the Cowboys here though, because just their overall, their popularity. I don't know why I had kind of a, brain fart there i do apologize <laughs> on that but you know they're a popular team pumpkin pie is a popular dessert but and then also at the same time you know for the people that would consider pumpkin pie to be a top tier dessert the cowboys are definitely one of the better teams in the league this year as well so that's a another reason why we chose them for this spot so giving the cowboys some love here for the pumpkin pie if you're a pumpkin pie hater then yeah, sorry. <laughs> and also, if if I can add one thing, yeah, they also play. A, they also play on Thanksgiving, and a lot of times yeah, you're true. eating pumpkin pie when the Cowboys are playing. If you eat like that normal lunchtime meal, like the you know you eat your dessert during this game. So yeah, right. that's, like, that's true. Yeah, I, I your food, your food that. is already you know you had to give time for your food to settle, but then you know you're eating the dessert after that, so yeah. you're ready. Yeah, that, that's a it's good like, point. Good point. Yeah, you're usually watching like the Lions play the Bears while you're eating dinner, and then like you get to watch the Cowboys versus like the football team or something while you're eating yeah, dessert. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so, uh, so uh, Connor is next. So Connor, I'll let you take it away. Yeah. So we talked about mashed potatoes earlier. Now we're going to go with sweet potatoes, not sweet potato casserole. Um, you know, I know some people like that—the sweet potatoes with the marshmallows and all that stuff. That just to me is way too sweet. I don't know why people like that. Um, but this is just regular good old sweet potatoes. And we chose the San Francisco 49ers for this one. 
And our reasoning for that was because, you know, mashed potatoes, they're like the top tier, the universally loved. Sweet potatoes, they're like mashed potatoes, but they're very clearly a tier below mashed potatoes. Like, there's a lot of people who like them, but, you know, if you ask anyone, your majority of the time you're going to get people saying mashed potatoes are better than sweet potatoes. So, um, and that's kind of the way the 49ers are. You know, the Cardinals are at the top of the NFC West. You know, they're one of those top tier teams. Whereas the 49ers, they fall into that very sort of average. Like, they're good enough to, you know, kind of hang with the rest of these foods, but they're, you know, not good enough to be in the upper tier with like the turkey and the potatoes and some of these others, but they're not bad enough to fall down with some of these other foods we're going to get to a little bit later. So um, the 49ers definitely fit sweet potatoes very well. And Zach, take it away with the next food. (laughs) Yeah. So this next food, I wasn't totally aware of this. Um, And, you know, I'll go ahead and say it's cream spinach. And I'm, you know, <laughs> spinach, I'm okay with spinach, like, you know, salads and stuff. Spinach is, spinach is an okay food for me. I don't have any problem with spinach. But this picture of cream spinach here, like, like Connor and Eric were just making sounds. It makes me want to vomit when I see this. And when I, immediately when I saw this, I thought the New York Jets. Just, you know, <laughs> the green coloration, the green and white, just like the Jets logo. Just the, the watching the Jets play makes you want to vomit sometimes when you watch how their offense is. Um, just overall bad, bad team, bad food. We can all agree. There's no debating like, oh, the Jets might be good. Like there's nobody saying the Jets are good. So Jets, maybe next year you can graduate up to maybe regular spinach will be a improvement. <laughs> 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 Uh, Eric, I'll let you take the next one. (laughs) Yeah, so going from a bad team to a good team here, uh, we're going to go with uh, green bean casserole, and that team is going to be the Kansas City Chiefs. So the reason why we chose the Chiefs here is because green bean casserole is a pretty – you know, top tier stapled side item, you know, unlike the creamy spinach. So, <laughs> you know, this is one that pretty much everybody puts on their plate. It's a, you know, probably a good amount of it as well. So it's a very popular item. And the Chiefs are obviously one of the most popular teams right now. I mean, if, if Thanksgiving occurred after the first month of the season, we definitely wouldn't have put the Chiefs here. But they've been on a nice resurgence lately. Their offense is starting to click again. Their defense is playing better. You know, they're, they're starting to look like a top-tier team again. And obviously, they were in the Super Bowl you know, the last two years winning one of them. So while they're not quite at the turkey, the ultimate top-tier, they're definitely a top-tier side dish and you know could be a Super Bowl contender. So that was our reasoning for picking, picking the Chiefs for green bean casserole. So, uh, Connor, we've got another dessert here. I'll let you take this one away. Yeah, so, you know, we had pumpkin pie earlier with the Dallas Cowboys. Now we're going to be moving on to pecan or pecan or however you want to say it. Uh, I always say pecan pie, um, and that is going to be the Green Bay Packers at this spot. Now, pumpkin pie is obviously, you know, the staple Thanksgiving dinner. Pecan pie is a little bit lower on most people's uh, dishes, but usually, you know, if you don't have pumpkin pie, you're having pecan pie. It's kind of one of those, like, you know, I mean, I, I, honestly, I think it's kind of like I didn't even realize this when we did it, but it's kind of good. We have like the Cowboys and the Packers because these these are two like historical 
you know, very popular NFC franchises. And if you like one, you don't like the other. So, like, if you're a Cowboys fan, you generally don't like the Packers. And if you're a Packers fan, you generally don't like the Cowboys. So I think that's definitely a good comparison there. You know, um, honestly, like, I like pumpkin pie, but I'm not a Cowboys fan. But I don't like pecan pie. So it's definitely kind of that other substitute uh, dessert that people get if they're not a fan of pumpkin pie. So I think the Packers, and obviously, you know, it's good. You know, people who, I'm not the biggest fan of it, but people who like it, you know, it's pretty well liked for the people that do like it. And the Packers have been one of the top teams in the NFC this year. So the Packers seemed like a really good fit for pecan pie. So now we'll go on to the next dish and Zach, take it away. Yeah. So this one won't make you vomit guys. Don't don't worry about that. (laughs) One of the ones later. Yeah. Yeah. We have, um, we've got Mac and cheese here and I've got the Patriots as the mac and cheese for Thanksgiving, you know, kind of our reason behind this an underrated side item. I mean, you know, top, typically you think of like, you know, the green bean casserole, the stuffing, the mashed potatoes, like those are, you know, sides for Thanksgiving after the turkey. But, you know, mac and cheese, it's it's another quality side on here that kind of gets overshadowed and overlooked, but, you know, still really good. And even, you know, it, it transcends Thanksgiving, too. And that's got to be the Patriots. I mean, they, they still there's still the storylines about, you know, Bill Belichick trying to chase the wind record, you know, prove that he can win without Brady. So, you know, mac and cheese, they, they have other roles than just on Thanksgiving. Um, also, you know, a completely, you know, side related thing, you know, this isn't Kraft mac and cheese, but their owner, Robert Kraft, makes mac and cheese. Ah. i did not see that one coming (laughs) so we we had to pick we had to pick the uh, patriots for mac and cheese eric talk about this next one yeah my my final dish is going to be rolls now you're like Mm. wow that's that's not very exciting so we picked the indianapolis colts for this and uh not just because zach and i are haters of the colts uh when you think of rolls you generally think of this as an average item. You know, it's something that pretty much everybody will probably put on their plate, but it's not going to be the first thing you eat. You know, you're not like, oh, man, I'm really excited to eat this roll. You know, <laughs> you're, you're going to get into your turkey. You're going to get into your side items. You know, obviously you eat it before the dessert, but it's not something you're, yes, I'm ready to eat that. So we wanted to pick a team that for this, it's kind of right now, just kind of in the middle of the pack and the Colts did have a dominant win over the bills today, but they've looked really bad at times too this season, especially Carson Wentz making some dumb plays at points that's been very costly for the Colts. So the, the Colts are just right now as of at least at this moment, the definition of average and that's the team we chose for roles. Now my personal uh, favorite dish that we're going to talk about here. Uh, Connor's going to break this down. I did not even know this was a thing, so I'm <laughs> very excited to for y'all to hear Connor's take on this. I mean, if I'm being completely honest, I didn't realize this was a thing either. But you know, I, someone apparently made it somewhere. You know, I was going out looking around for foods, and you know, we picked out all the good staples, and I thought, you know, oh, we need to find some some bad ones too. You know, so that way we can t- have like you know the Jets on here and. Um, you know, we had the average thing with the rolls with the Colts, but this, oh man, this, um, 
I don't know how I managed to, I guess because I was just looking up, you know, uh, like, you know, when you think about, you know, bad food, you think about like McDonald's, you know, obviously, you know, everyone likes it for the most part. But like, you know, if you think about Thanksgiving, like the last thing you'd want to do on Thanksgiving is like, you know, not cook dinner and go like just grab McDonald's on Thanksgiving. So what I managed to find here is a stuffing that someone has made with Big Macs. So they basically oh deconstructed God. Big Macs and made stuffing out of it. And so it looks absolutely disgusting and revolting. And I want to vomit just thinking about eating it. But of course, since this has to be the worst possible Thanksgiving dish I could ever come up with, we have to go with the Detroit Lions for this one. Uh, unfortunately, they are still winless. You know, they had that tie against the Steelers that honestly both teams looked like Big Mac casserole in that game. I was going say both teams looked like Big Mac stuffing in that game. Um, <laughs> you know, and obviously they managed to have a pretty <clears throat> lackluster performance against the Browns today to stay winless. So, um, yeah, the Detroit Lions, unfortunately, are going to fall under the Big Mac stuffing. And to whoever made this, like, I applaud you for trying to do something creative, but I think you might want to roll that back a little bit and, you know, you should say, say put it, put it in the back pocket and then take it out of your back pocket and throw it in the fire and never see it again. So, <laughs> Hey, uh, before we move on, I, I, there's a question I think that all three of us should answer. Yeah. And that is, you have to put one dish on your plate, the Big Mac stuffing or the creamy spinach, which one? I'm going to take the cream spinach. Yeah, cream spinach. I, I feel like I can throw that in. Like, some other stuff. Can... You can pour some, <laughs> pour some gravy on it or something, and it'll be a little yeah, better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was okay. I was going to go creamy spinach also. I was wondering if anybody would go with it. If someone saw a Big Mac stuffing on my plate, I don't think, I could, I don't think I'd ever be taken seriously by any you know, family <laughs> They'd be like, where did you get this from? <laughs> I, think, I think all of your guests would just immediately get up and leave at that point. Like, even if they yeah. were family, they would just be like, we're going back home. Like, goodbye. <laughs> Love uh, you, mean it, but I can't eat this. <laughs> all right. So now that we are through with the Thanksgiving foods, um, that was good. Really enjoyed that segment. Um, now we're going to get into our three games of the week. And I will let Eric take it away with this first one. Yeah, so when you're looking at all of the games, you know, for this upcoming week, I mean, I mean, the next game we're going to talk about is the Rams-Packers, but don't even bother watching that. You know, you got Titans and Patriots who are looking like possible AFC contenders right now, but don't worry about that game. Game you need to watch, Jets and Texans, okay? <laughs> Let me tell you why, because first of all, you know, the Jets won a game recently, and the Texans beat the Titans today. So why would you want to watch the Titans when you could watch the team that beat the Titans? I'm telling you, man. You know, with the Jets, you don't even know who's going to be a quarterback. I mean, it could be Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco, or Mike White. I mean, it, it could be a total surprise. What if the Texans switch back to Davis Mills over Tyrod Taylor? Who knows? Deshaun so, Maybe Deshaun Watson will come back. You know, I I don't know, man. Like, 
you know, you also might be looking at a battle for the number one overall pick here. I mean, there's just a lot of exciting factors, you know, that's going into this. So I, I am excited for this game. Uh, I think the Texans are going to win it, though. And I'm going to say they win on a field goal at the end of the game, the most exciting way possible to end a game. 24 to 23. Connor, are you excited about this game like me? Oh, totally. I mean, I'm totally excited to watch Cream Spinach play against the Houston Texans. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, honestly, if I had found some other like horrible, disgusting food, the Texans would have been that too. Um, but unfortunately, <laughs> we only had two, so we had to stick with the Jets and Lions. But yeah, no, it's, I mean, it's one of those games that. I figured I would change it up a little bit. You know, we've been talking about the same teams a lot, talking about good teams, you know. Sometimes, you know, team games between two really bad teams can actually turn out to be somewhat good because, you know, they're it's two teams, they're still on the same level. So, um, <clears throat> you know, that's going to be the Jets and Texans here. I'm going to go agree with Eric that the Texans are going to take this. I think Tyrod Taylor, you know, he's shown that when he's played, the Texans have actually played okay. Um, whereas the Jets, like, they've been atrocious on the road. You know, they got those two wins, but they were both at home. On the road, they're just a dumpster fire. So I'm going to go Texans win 30-27. to 27. Zach, what about you? Yeah, I, I think I agree with this. I the These are both really bad teams on paper. It's, it's a toss-up, but I'm going to go Texans as well. They're at home, and I think they just play with more fight than the Jets do. Um, so I'm going to say Texans and also too, I agree sincerely. I do agree. Sometimes I do watch these, you know, games between two bad teams because sometimes they are really entertaining. Um, so it's, you know, it, this could end up being a good game in all honesty. Um, I'm going to go Texans, Texans 30, Jets 20. I just realized too that the Titans have actually lost to both of these teams. Like, yeah. How is a Super Bowl, How is a Super Bowl possible Super Bowl contender a loss to both of these teams? That's just mind-boggling to me. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> I mean, really to be good. to be to be fair to the Titans, at least when they lost to the Texans, was without Derrick Henry. Yeah, but but you know, still it's still the Texans. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Zach. So um, coming up later in the day. We have the Rams at the Packers. So, you know, th this has quite a different feel, a lot more on the line in this game as far as, you know, playoffs go. Um, and also, too, it's it's another playoff rematch from last season, Rams and Packers. I know the Rams are a totally different team. You know, the Packers are basically the same team as last year. But it is going to be at Lambeau. It's always, you know, I think, really hard for these, you know, warm weather teams to go to uh, Lambeau at this time of the year. Um, uh, so I'm going to go also to the, the Rams have so many new pieces. I mean, the, the Odell Beckham trade, the Von Miller trade, you know, the, they, they are a bit of a new team, you know, they're still getting things together. They had that bad loss on Monday night. Um, the Packers, they also lost not as bad into a better team, I think. So I'm going to go Packers in this one. And I'll say a final score of 33 to 26. 
Connor, what about you? So I'm going to disagree. I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Rams. I think this bye week is something that the LA Rams really needed. You know, they've been struggling recently that game against the Titans. And then obviously um, the ugly loss on Monday night that they had. So um, I think the Rams this bye week, it's going to be time for them to, you know, they're going to be able to figure out what's going on on offense. They're going to be able to figure out and fix their problems. And I think the Packers, like, I don't know. I feel like they're just one of those teams that, you know, they're, they're kind of, a, they have a good record, but are, they're a little bit worse in like, you know, I don't want to say trash in disguise because they're not that bad, but you know, it's one of those teams like, you know, <laughs> yeah, like they're, they're, they have a really good record, but they're not as good as their record shows. So um, I'm going to go ahead and say the Rams figure out what's going on with them and they're going to win this game 28 to 27 on a game winning field goal. Uh, Eric, what about you? So I'm taking Zach's side on this. I don't know. It just seems like the Rams haven't been able to figure it out since they got Von Miller. They got Odell Beckham. Like Matthew Stafford has not been playing well lately. The defense has definitely looked very overrated compared to where we thought they would be at the beginning of the season. I don't know. Green Bay's struggled here a little bit lately but it hasn't been the same struggle like the rams have had i like green bay could have won their game today they you know they kept it close to minnesota it was very competitive the offense was clicking and green bay's defense to me is better than you know what they did against minnesota today so i think they're going to turn it around i think green bay will win this game 27 to 20 all right, so then we have our final game of the week, Sunday night football, Cleveland Browns at the Baltimore Ravens. And obviously, <clears throat> you know, the Browns, they won today, but they had a really sort of ugly showing against the Detroit Lions, only winning 13-10. to 10. The Ravens did lose today, um, they, but they were without Lamar Jackson. He had some sort of really bad, like, virus that apparently was going around the Ravens locker room. And um, he just wasn't able to go. I guess it was hitting him pretty hard. So um, the Ravens did lose today to the Chicago Bears. But with Lamar Jackson coming back and the Ravens being at home, I still think the Ravens are the better team. Um, You know, Baker Mayfield just has not looked good at all this year. Um, You know, I'm I'm not sure when Kareem Hunt's supposed to be back, but I don't think it's supposed to be this week coming up. So um, I think with Lamar Jackson back, the Ravens are going to win this game. Um, I'm going to say they win 31 to 23. Zach, what about you? Actually, the the Ravens did win uh, this game today. Did they? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, right. They, they came did. back at saying? the end. Like, that's right. They were. They that's that right. Second. They did win. You're right. I, I don't know what I'm it talking about. It looked like they were going to lose. <laughs> Whoops. Um, <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> this is uh this is the first meeting between the two two teams this year i believe yep. and i'm gonna go i'm gonna go ravens as well it seems like lamar has baker's number these i do think this will be a very good game both the games last year between these teams were good um the browns kind of proved that they were a legit team even when they lost to the ravens just because the Ravens were so when good. When Lamar Jackson had to go take a poop and then come back. Yeah, that, that game was crazy. <laughs> uh, Cleveland has a really good defense, but Baltimore, 
they're just having a year where they're winning all these close games. I know like the Seahawks happened to them last year. I think the year before it was like the Packers. Like this doesn't necessarily this doesn't necessarily mean they win the Super Bowl or anything, but like they have for whatever reason good luck in these close games. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Ravens in another one of these shootout games between these teams. I'm gonna say 41 to. 38 Ravens. Eric? I'm sure, well, before Eric goes, I'm sure they'd rather be in that position than unlike the Chargers were last year, losing all those one-score games. So. Yeah, I, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I've got to go Baltimore here, mainly just because of the struggles that Cleveland has had. I don't really know what's going on with them, but I just was shocked at how abysmal they were against the Lions today even though they won I mean they were going against the guy who Zach told me even in college had a horrible touchdown interception ratio and you know their defense did good against them but I just don't know what's going on with their offense they have been really bad these last couple games and while the Ravens have seemed to be kind of up and down too at times I just trust them more right now than I do uh Cleveland so expect a lot of uh ground and pound and running attack in this game, but I think the Ravens will win 23 to 17. So now oh. definitely now the Browns are definitely going to win. We all just picked them. We all just picked the Ravens. to win. <laughs> Watch now the Browns definitely win. I mean, I, I won't be upset if that happens. You know, I, I don't like any of these AFC North teams, but the Ravens yeah. definitely at the top of that dislike list. So, you know, <laughs> Go, and also the Ravens are at the top of the division, so go Cleveland. Um, <clears throat> but so now we're going to move on to the lock board and taking a look at the current settings. It was a decent week for, um, I think some of these point totals are a little bit higher than it comes to like for actual correct picks. But um, Zach unfortunately laid a goose egg this week with zero points, so he stays at 38 and drops down to second place. Eric had the best week this week with five points, uh, moving up to 41 points. So he takes over first place. I got three points this week, 32. Um, Still nine points off the lead, so no change there. Um, Staying in last place. And Nate staying in third place, matching me with three points. And now he has a total of 34. So moving on to the picks. Uh, Nate's not here, so I'll just go over his really quickly. His number one overall pick was the Detroit Lions over the Cleveland Browns. And while that game was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be, good for us and good for me since I picked the Browns in survival. Uh, The Lions did not win that game. The Browns won 13 to 10. So he got that wrong as a five pointer. He also picked Oregon over Utah as his second pick for a two point play. And Utah absolutely destroyed Oregon. Um, You know, so GG. Oregon Ducks college football playoff 2021 uh, after that game. So um, so that didn't work out, but he did get a three-pointer right in the last round with the Washington football team over the Carolina Panthers. Um, that was a really good game. Both quarterback, that was Cam Newton's uh, first game back in Carolina. Play, well, I don't know if that was his first game back in Carolina since leaving, but it was his first game as a Carolina Panther back at home since leaving the team. <laughs> Weird stuff going on there, but Nate got that yeah. for three points. Um, Eric, tell us about your picks. Yeah, so for my first uh, overall pick, I took Baylor over Kansas State. It was only a two-pointer, but I was really surprised that Kansas State was the favorite in that game. 
so I that was probably one of the most confident up like upset picks that I've made in a while. And I did end up getting that one right. So I was pleased that Baylor did not fail me there. Uh, my second pick ended up being the Toronto Raptors over the Sacramento Kings in the NBA. Uh, I've definitely been grateful for the Kings so far in the lock board because this is now twice since the NBA season started that I picked a team to beat them and they did. So thank you, Sacramento, <laughs> for that. Uh, Toronto ended up blowing them out, actually. I did not expect that. I I figured it was a toss-up on who would win, but Toronto ended up blowing them out, so I was glad to not have to stress over that one. And then my last pick, it was definitely a pick later down my list, but I still wish I hadn't made it because I didn't think about Alvin Kamara not playing, but I took the Saints over the Eagles. Uh, I don't know. I wasn't necessarily expecting the Saints offense to do great since they still have Simeon at quarterback and no Kamara, but their defense was just awful. And the Eagles slaughtered them. So that that one was a disappointment. But I still got five points, like Connor said, which was the most this week. So uh, I definitely can't complain. And I'm back in first, so I can't complain about that either. Uh, Zach, I know you're probably not as excited to talk about yours, but tell the viewers what happened, man. Yeah, so, I, you know, I knew when I was making my picks that I could either have a really good or really bad week. And it ended up being really bad. And... Just for reference, there was a lot of five-point games this week between the three sports. Um, it was, I think, more the, – the majority of games were in that column as either five-pointers or one-pointers. Um, so I saw all these opportunities, and I I couldn't help but get a little greedy and start to pick a bunch of five-pointers, and it backfired on me. The first one, definitely I deserved to get wrong, Dallas over Phoenix – in the NBA, um, in my 30 seconds of research for this game, I did not see that Luka Doncic was going to be out. I assumed he was going to be in, and it that that cost me. Otherwise, I pro- I definitely would not have put that as number one on my list. Um, so I got that one wrong. The next one, you know, my little 30 seconds of research, you know, almost paid off. Uh, I picked the Magic over the Nets. After finding out that KD was not going to be playing in this game, I thought, okay, the Magic, they look good against the Knicks. You know, it's it's still unlikely, but definitely possible that they could beat the Nets without KD. Uh, They had a big lead, let it slip away, and lost by two points. So that one one really sucks, because if I'd gotten just that one right, I would have tied Eric for the week. But it didn't go. And then lastly, in the third round, I picked SMU over Cincinnati in college. Um, I I like that SMU's chances to beat Cincinnati. They were kind of underwhelming against USF a couple weeks ago. And, you know, SMU, I thought was, you know, legitimate challenge to them. But Cincinnati, they finally, you know, had a big win over a decent team. So um, they, they finally did, did that hadn't done that in a little while and yeah i got them all wrong so get to pick for <laughs> week. I'm, I'm i am happy about that i'm gonna need that to pay off <laughs> connor what about your picks yeah so <clears throat> my picks were um you know I, I thought i was a bit more confident in them but i guess it didn't turn out that well at least you know i got my first it's always you know kind of stings when you get your first pick wrong pick wrong even if you're the last pick because you know it should be something that you're really confident in uh, but I was able to get it right. I had the Chicago Bulls over the Denver Nuggets. 
for a three-point play. I was surprised that Denver was favored by, you know, four points in that game, given that Jokic and Jamal Murray weren't going to be playing. Um, <clears throat> so I thought, like, okay, that's kind of – that should be a decent one, especially with how the Bulls have been playing well this year. So um, I did get that one right and didn't really have to stress about it. Then – I took for my second pick, um, you know, alluding to all the five pointers that were there were this week. I took Michigan State over Ohio State, and goodness gracious, did Michigan State completely uh, wet the bed on this one? I don't know what in the world happened to them. You know, they they beat Michigan a couple of weeks ago, and they were looking like you know the biggest threat to Ohio State in the Big Ten East, and you know, or Big Ten, yeah, Big Ten East. Um, and Ohio State just completely dismantled them. Like, I don't know what happened to Michigan State, but, um, yeah, so that was unfortunate. And then I took the Lakers over the Celtics as my last pick for a two-point play. I figured, you know, LeBron James was going to be coming back for that game, so I thought the Lakers actually had a good chance to beat the Celtics. You know, now what they would have the, had the big three back again, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and Russell Westbrook, but I think the... Lakers are really proving to us this year that, you know, they're really not that good. Kind of like, even though we all picked them to win, or at least like we didn't pick them all to win, but even though we picked them all to like, you know, get far in the Western Conference playoffs, it is kind of starting to show that, you know, those concerns that we were raising about the Lakers in the offseason um, are really starting to show and that the Lakers aren't as good as everyone thought they were going to be. Um, except for us, you know, we thought that they were going to be mediocre and, uh, or, or could be mediocre. There was a good chance, and here they are looking mediocre. Not that any of us are complaining. Um, so next week in the lock board, as Zach alluded to, he will have the first pick. I will have the second pick. Nate will have the third pick, and Eric will have the last pick. Um, so yeah. Now to close out the show, we're going to have around the NCAA. You know, we have one week left in the college. Well one regular season week left in the college football season um, before we get to conference championships. And, you know, they have not released the CFP rankings. I kind of wish that I don't understand why they wait until Tuesday to do this. Um, I kind of wish they would do it at least on Monday, but um, we do have the AP rankings, but so as a podcast collectively, just like we did a couple weeks ago, we've come up with our collective top four. We have no surprise, the Georgia Bulldogs at number one, we have the Alabama Crimson Tide at number two, the Ohio State Buckeyes at number three. They were not in the top four or, uh, last time we did this, and they have moved up to number three, basically replacing Oklahoma from our list last time, and the Cincinnati Bearcats at number four. So I guess the question that I'm going to pose first, this is kind of just going to be like looking at different scenarios for a lot of these teams. Um, Georgia's locked in. I don't see... Like, they're not going to lose to Georgia Tech. And then even if they were to lose to Alabama in the SEC title game, like, there's still a lot to make it. So no discussion needed about Georgia. I'm assuming that we would all agree that if Cincinnati were to lose one game, that they're out. Like, they need to go undefeated. Otherwise, they're not going to make it. Um, but the real interesting things come here with Alabama and Ohio State. Um, so I guess I'll start with Ohio State, since it's probably a little less interesting. Um, so I'm assuming... You know, would you guys agree? I guess I'll pose this to um, Eric. That do you think Ohio State? Like, what do you think would need to happen if they were to lose to Michigan this week? And obviously, if they lose to Michigan, that puts them out of the Big Ten conference championship game. What would need to happen for them if they lose to Michigan this week to get in? 
I mean, for for Ohio State's sake, I mean, I they would need a lot to happen if they were to lose another game. I mean, obviously, if they win out, they're in. But even if they lose to Michigan, who's a good team, and they lost to Oregon, who's a good team, they would just have to have so much happen. I mean, really, what they would need is they would need all the teams behind them to lose. I mean, Cincinnati would have to lose. Uh, Michigan would have to lose in the conference championship game. I mean, they uh, they they would have to have a lot. Like, I know we're going to talk about Alabama here in a little bit. I, I think they would have a better chance if they were to lose another game. But Ohio State, in my opinion, is definitely going to need to win out if they're going to secure their playoff spot. Yeah, so speaking of Alabama, so I know they have one game left. It's the Iron Bowl against Auburn. Um, unfortunately for, like, fans' sake, I guess, and also, you know, anyone who's not a fan of Alabama, Auburn lost Bo Nix for the rest of the season, so he's going to be out. Unfort- you know, looked like Auburn might have a chance to give Alabama a game, but um, unfortunately, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, so we're just going to go ahead and assume that Alabama is going to win uh, against Auburn. So now for Alabama, that means a showdown with Georgia and the SEC title game. Now in the history of the college football playoff, there has never been a two loss team that has gotten into the college football playoff. So Zach, if Alabama were to go and lose to Georgia and the SEC title game, what would be their chances? Like, do they still deserve to get in? Does it come down to like how badly they lose to Georgia if they lose or like, how would that go for you? What would be like, qualification for them to still get in if they lose yeah so i like how you you start there because it's really gonna be how they lose because you know all losses are not created equal we know this um if they were to lose by let's say a field goal or touchdown or you know just a one possession game and they're they show competitiveness they show fight like they you know they look like they belong against georgia then I think regardless of what happens with the other teams, I think they end up in and probably, you know, they might be the number four or number three. Um, but I think they'd make the top four. If let's say they get completely blown out by Georgia, then I think it's hard. Then it becomes harder and you have to start, you know, looking at the other teams, you know, Cincinnati, this is when it gets really hard. Cincinnati, you know, has nowhere near the schedule that Alabama had, but they didn't, they didn't lose. And then Alabama, you know, lost twice and against Georgia, they get blown out against Georgia. I think, you know, most people have to assume that it would happen again. So then it's like, uh, let's give Cincinnati a shot. Let's see if they can do it. And, you know, they're more likely to be Georgia than, than Alabama would be. Um, Ohio State, we're assuming like one of the Big Ten teams are in. Like if Michigan ends up rolling and they win against Ohio State and then they beat Wisconsin, then like Iowa, uh, slash Iowa, then I think, I think, uh, I think, I think uh, Michigan would be in. And then you'd have that debate, Alabama or or actually, I guess if it depends on Cincinnati. Um, well, okay, okay. Like here, let's assume that yeah, let's assume that whoever wins between Ohio State and Michigan 
goes on and wins the Big Ten title game, so they're in. Let's assume Cincinnati goes undefeated. So now that leaves you with a one-loss Notre Dame team, and then let's say, you know, let's say Oklahoma State beats Oklahoma and then goes on and beats, I guess at this point it would be Baylor if Oklahoma loses. Let's say they beat Baylor in the Big 12 title game. Who gets in between Alabama and Oklahoma State at that point and Notre Dame? Between those teams in that circumstance, I would go Alabama. Just because the other teams, I think, strength the schedule so bad. So Alabama, to, yeah. So Alabama so still gets Alabama. still gets in yeah. even with the second loss. Yes, yes. Um, okay. What's interesting though would be a second loss for Ohio State. Let's say Michigan rolls the table, but yeah, I guess in that case, Alabama is definitely ahead of Ohio State because they would have lost to a better team. But yeah, yeah. there's yeah. a lot of you know, interesting things that can play around here. <laughs> like, right. Yeah, so we so we have them, and so then, you know, go on to the next slide here. We have basically what I, you know, in the hunt is the term we always say. So the three teams that are really in the hunt are the Michigan Wolverines, the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, and the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Now, the vibe I'm getting is that we all agree if Michigan beats Ohio State and beats Wisconsin slash Iowa in the Big Ten title game, they're in, no questions asked. Now, I think the big question here is, I'll pose this to Eric, is Notre Dame. Now, Notre Dame, they've got one game left on their schedule, but obviously, being that they're an independent, they have no conference title game to play in. You know, this isn't like last year where they joined the ACC for a season um, and, you know, they're going to play in the ACC title game. Like, no, they're, they're done after this week. So, what are the – I guess, Eric, I'll ask you to compare. So, let's say, you know – Alabama loses that SEC title game, and then you have, let's say, Oklahoma State. Um, let's say Oklahoma State and Oklahoma both finish with two losses. So taking the Big 12 teams out of the equation, okay. if you're just looking at Notre Dame at 12-1 and or 11-1 and and an 11-2 and Alabama team, who gets in between them? Yeah, I mean, I have to go like with Zach in the other scenario and probably say Alabama. I mean, the only... The only reason why I would still probably give like Notre Dame a case just would be that maybe if Alabama loses really bad to Georgia, you know, then maybe that could get them out. But I also think what helps Alabama, I mean, you know, we've talked about this a lot in the podcast, but I mean, they, they get a lot of, you know, bias and love, you know, from the college football playoff. I mean, Notre Dame has two in the past, but. I don't know. I feel like if Alabama only barely loses to Georgia, then they would put Alabama in just because Georgia is the clear-cut number one team. So even though a loss to them would still be a loss if it's close, it's almost like, well, but it's almost a win in a way. I mean, you know, <laughs> like, yes, they have the loss on the record, but it was to such a good team. It was so close. So I don't know. I still think Alabama would get in in that scenario unless they got just absolutely destroyed by Georgia. Yeah. I, I, sorry. Yeah, go ahead, Zach. Oh, no. I was going to ask you. I was going to make an ultimate chaos question for Connor, but you can go first. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Go ahead. I, I was. Okay. Gonna... Ultimate chaos question. <laughs> okay, here we go. Alabama gets blown out by Georgia. Okay. Ohio State loses to Michigan. 
and then Michigan loses to Wisconsin slash Iowa. And Cincinnati loses to Houston. And both those uh, both those big 12 teams, the Oklahoma-Oklahoma State, they both have two losses. Notre Dame has one loss. Tell me your top four. Well, obviously still Georgia number one. Um, yeah. In that scenario, I would probably have to put... Okay, so you're saying Michigan beats Ohio State but then loses to in the Big Ten title game. Yeah. yeah. I think I would almost have to put Michigan or I don't know. That is really hard. Honestly, if I'm a person, I would have to put Notre Dame number two at that point, just because like, you know, they had some of those kind of strange Cincinnati's losses. Got, they, Cincinnati has one loss and, and they beat Notre uh, Dame. That is true. But I will say for at least for Notre Dame's sake, their strength of schedule is better than Cincinnati. And yeah. I think the thing for Cincinnati is their strength of schedule is so bad. I think that one loss completely eliminates them. Okay. So I don't know if I can give you an order, honestly, yeah. for this. But like, if I if that plays out the way it is, then I would have Georgia. So you say Alabama gets blown out. I have Georgia, yeah. Notre Dame. I would still put Alabama in there if all these other things happen. Yeah. And I would go with Michigan at that point. So... Georgia, Alabama, Notre Dame, Michigan, if it plays out the way that you say. That, that's that's my chaos scenario. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, well, I guess the last question that I'll ask in this segment, though, is because, you know, I have these three teams in the hunt, Michigan, Notre Dame, Oklahoma State. There is still the question mark of the Oklahoma Sooners that they're still sitting at 9-1, and one. By, or 10 and 1, actually, because they, they won. So they're still sitting at 10 and 1, but the college football committee has ranked them as the number 13 team in the latest, you know, obviously the ones for coming that, you know, the most recent ones have not come out yet. But in the previous one, they fell all the way to number 13. Is there any chance that anything can happen to put Oklahoma back in? potential for this college football playoff you know is like if they go and beat oklahoma state and then beat them again in the big 12 title game and push them at 12 and 1 is there a chance for them to sneak in can they climb the rankings that far you know zach i'll ask you this normally i would say absolutely not never a chance but this year has been so wild i would say yeah they're they could be but like because Oregon, they, they've fallen out, you know. Yeah. And if we're talking about is there a chance, like, you know, Cincinnati, they're, you know, they're they're a one-striking-out sort of team, like you said. Um, so, yeah, it's possible. It's definitely possible. And that, the hardest part, though, is Notre Dame's not going to, you know, how much are they going to value those Oklahoma State wins? Because Notre Dame won't be playing anybody and they'll be beating up on Oklahoma state. And is that going to, I think that should bring them over Notre Dame, honestly. Um, so I think there's a chance, honestly. And also to never rule out Oklahoma. Like we always do this, like, you know, they've made the playoffs so many times and as like the four seed with like one loss. And we're like, how'd this team get in by default? Because, you know, they, they play in a, conference that they can beat up on 
Right. So I think it's possible. I think it's possible. Eric, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I I agree, but they're going to need a lot to happen. <laughs> I mean, well, that, that's yeah. I mean, I yeah. Sorry, I was like, I was going to say I agree with Eric that like I think the thing for them that's a little like I guess you know, well, I think one thing I feel think people are forgetting. I think the hard thing for them is just like the fact that even though the Big Twelve is better this year, like obviously you know you have Baylor. Oklahoma say Oklahoma. I think the hard thing for them is just all those like really close like wins that they had against really bad teams. Like I mean the Kansas one always sticks out in my mind. It's like how in the world did you let the Kansas Jayhawks hang with you for three and a half quarters when you're supposed to be, you know, one of the contenders of the college football playoff? That just blows my mind. Um, and I think the committee's really taking that into account. Um, but I guess probably the last question I have for Eric is, you know, I'm going back to the previous slide here. So with the Cincinnati Bearcats, you know, we, there's been a lot of, you know, talk about, has the committee been disrespecting them? You know, they've been undefeated. There's never been a group of five team that's made the college football playoff. Obviously, you know, the UCF years have really heightened the talks for expansion. I'm sure Cincinnati, like, were to somehow go undefeated this year and not make it, those cries would be even louder. But what do you think it would do for the chances of group of five teams? You know, obviously at some point it's going to expand, but in the near future, it's still going to be these four teams. So what do you think it would do for group of five teams? If Cincinnati goes undefeated and makes it in and then goes and gets absolutely destroyed by like, say Alabama or Ohio state in the first round, like what do you think that does for the future of group of five teams going forward in this like four team format? Yeah, if that happens, I think it definitely hurts them. I mean, you know, because the whole thing has been, you know, give them a chance, give them a chance. I mean, and and I've agreed with that to an extent, you know, depending on the quality of the teams. And just by Cincinnati, you know, having that quality win over Notre Dame and being undefeated, I think is good enough to get them in as long as they don't lose beforehand. So I'd, I'd really love to see it happen. But if they do get into the playoff, and just get absolutely destroyed, then it's definitely not going to be a good look because, you know, we've been saying this whole time, give them a chance, give them a chance, but then they wet the bed, you know, and that I could see that causing the, you know, the committee, you know, going forward in future seasons, as long as it's only four teams, you know, not wanting to give them a chance. I mean, even if you look at the rankings they've had so far, yeah, they've they've been doing everything they can to keep Cincinnati out. It's really like they don't want him to get in. But what's been benefiting Cincinnati is obviously these other teams in front of them losing. So that that I think could get them in. But yeah, if they go in there, if they do get in and you know wet the bed, then that's definitely going to hurt the group of five teams going forward, in my opinion. All right. So good discussions, everyone. I think, you know, I think we had a lot of fun with this episode, especially with the Thanksgiving foods part. That was a lot of fun. Make sure you guys, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Clutch Crew Sport. Go on YouTube, look up Clutch Crew Sports, hit that subscribe button, click the bell for notifications. So that way you don't miss out on any of our episodes. You know, leave some questions down in the comments. If you want us to answer them on future podcasts, we'd be more than happy to answer any questions you guys have. Leave them for us on Twitter. And next week, we will be back with, I think, Zach is hosting next week. Is that right? 
or no, Eric's hosting. Uh, next yeah, week. I'm, I'm hosting next week. Yes, yeah. Eric's hosting next week. So we'll be back with an Eric-led episode next week. And until next time, guys, we'll see you then. Be clutch. Peace.